0: Thank you. Extramural Lectures team, the Center for Innovation, and Indo-German Center for Sustainability, I extend a hearty welcome to the children, the faculty, and students to this lecture by one of the greatest visionaries of this era, an inspiring leader, Bharat Ratna, Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam. is a ray of hope which guides us towards the light of success. We shall begin to raise function by invoking the blessings of Lord Almighty. Let us all rise for the prayer
1: song. Sarve Babantu Sukhinaha, Sarve Santuni Ramayaha, Sarve Hadrani Paschantu, Mark a Shikuka, Bavet, O Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.
0: As a token of our love and affection. May I now request the head boy and head girl of Vanavani School, M. Sridhar Babu and N. Kasturi to present a bouquet to Dr. Abdul Kalam. May I now request Dr. Abdul Kalam to offer floral tribute to Swami Vivekananda. I now call upon Mr. Raghavan of the Extramural Lectures team to introduce Dr. A.P.J. Abdul Kalam to the Gathering.
2: A renowned scientist scientist and engineer, Dr. A.P.J. Abdul Kalam served as the 11th President of India from 2002 to 2007. Being a man of vision, who is always full of ideas aimed at the development of the country, he has inspired people across generations and was popularly called the People's President. <laughs> Dr. Kalam played a pivotal organizational and technical role. Dr. Kalam played a pivotal organizational and technical role in India's Pokhran nuclear test in 1998. He is the Chancellor of Indian Institute of Space Science and Technology, a professor Buram, a professor at Anna University, Chennai, and an adjunct faculty at many other academic institutions. Dr. Kalam's contribution to public service, apart from being an eminent scientist, a gifted engineer, a visionary, and a humanitarian, has seen him being bestowed with numerous honors and awards. He became the first Asian to be honored with the Hoover Medal, America's top engineering prize. He was awarded Padma Bhushan and Padma Vibhushan before being honored with our country's highest civilian award, Bharat Ratna, in 1997, for his work in his DRDO and his role as a scientific advisor to the Indian government. Well known for his inspirational and missionary ideas, Dr. Kalam's famous books like Wings of Fire, Ignited Minds and India 2020 have inspired millions. Words alone are not enough to express Dr. Kalam's charisma. Hence, I conclude this introduction here and request Dr. Kalam to begin the today's lecture on creativity and youth power. Thank you.
3: Friends, good evening to all of you. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that I'm very sorry uh, that I got uh, delayed uh, because I got to be a big young crowd, I could not come out of it, <laughs> okay. Uh, two student group, so I'm sorry for it, so we will compensate some way. Uh, first, I would like to greet Professor Anand, uh, members of the faculty and dear students, to every one of you my greetings. On this great day, of, uh, of a beautiful day of thinking about uh, Swami Vekananda, I am very happy to see young people. I am delighted to be here at the Indian Institute of Technology Madras and address the members of this renowned place of learning and other guests present here, my greeting to you, my friends. Uh, before I start, I would like to say this IIT Madras very close to my heart and many ways because my professor uh, who taught me at design of uh, aircraft uh, he, he became the director of this uh, IIT Madras uh, Professor Pandale and he was my guru uh, it's a fantastic guru because he used to take class 7.30 to 10.30 in Madras Institute of Technology 7.30 to 10.30 hours class. Have you come across the three hours class? Have you? Have you? So, you used to take, every alternate day, you used to take three hours class. Friends, before I begin my address, I would like to share a thought with all the youth present here. Uh, I have uh, met so far, uh, 11 million youth, present 11 million youth like you in a decade's time, uh, for various parts of the country. I have met, and uh, what I lo- the, in India and abroad, I have seen their hopes and experienced their pains, walked with their aspirations, and heard through their, and their despair also. All this experience made me to learn something about them, which I would like to share with you, shall I? I learned, Be- carefully hear me what I am saying, I learned, what did I learn from the youth of 11 million people? I learned, every youth wants to be unique, every youth wants to be unique, that is you. Every youth wants to be unique, that is you. But the world around uh, around you is doing its best, day and night, to make you just everybody else. Now, now, the question is whether you want to be you or everybody else. You, you want to be you? Yes. not everybody else. Now if the question being like everybody else is convenient at the first glance but not satisfying in the long vision. The challenge therefore, my young friends, is that, You have to fight the hardest battle. You have to fight the hardest battle, which any human being can ever imagine to fight. And never stop fighting until you arrive at your destined place. That is the unique you. To get get the unique you, it's a big battle. The battle means you don't need to take a gun. The battle means you have to have four unique things. Four unique tools you must have in that battle. Uh, One is you have to set the goal. The second one is acquire the knowledge continuously. And third one uh, is hard work with devotion. And fourth is perseverance. These are the tools you have to, uh, for the battle, you have to wage. For that, if you have these four tools, definitely you will become a unique you. My best wishes to all of you. Now, being unique will require also excellence. Uh, Let us understand what is the excellence in more detail. You know, excellence is is self-imposed, a self-directed lifelong process. Excellence is not by accident. It's a process where an individual, organization or nation continuously strives to better oneself. The performance standards are set by themselves, they work on their dreams with focus and are prepared to take the calculated risk and do not get deterred by failures as they move towards their dreams. Then they step up their dreams as they tend to reach the original targets. They strive to work to their potential. In the process, they increase their performance, thereby multiplying further their potential and this is an unending life-cycle phenomena. They are not in competition with anyone else, but, but themselves. And that is the culture of excellence. Let me share an important experience from the life of the father of the nation, life of the father of the nation. To learn and... and, uh, Through 79 years of now, I am in the 80th orbit around the sun. You know what it means, the 80th orbit around the sun. (laughs) That... uh, uh, Through 79 years of my life, I have been part of pre-independent India, jubilation of independence and the post-independence era. Let me recall, one incident which took place on the eve of Indian independence at that time, I was the high school boy. At the stroke of midnight of 14, 15 August, 1940, 15 August 1947, the first Prime Minister of India, Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru, was declaring the independence to 300 million Indians from foreign rule at that time, 300. There was a rejoicing all around the country. At that time, there was a sudden question from stray corner: "Where is the father of the nation, Mahatma Gandhi?" He was not there for flag heisting. For the, that too, independent father of the nation was not there. To the surprise of the entire audience, Mahatma Gandhi was in in, in Bengal, West Bengal, wiping the tears of those who were affected due to the social disharmony. Mahatma Gandhi's diary records his advice to a group of students who came to meet him in Calcutta on that day. The advice goes, quote, Students, students ought to think and think well. They should do not wrong. Students should do everything to build up a new state of India, which would be everybody else's pride. This is what the father of the nation wanted from all of you. These actions of the champion of nonviolence at the time of independence made me feel proud by being led an inspirational leader. When there's a jubilation in Red he was the leader who was where the pain was. Friends, while in the company of many young inspired students of IIT Madras, I would like to I, I have given you that the evolution, the evolution of a unique you. I would like to give my perspective on the topic, Evolution of Unique You. Friends, let me talk about what type of world in the present century you will witness, that is 21st century. Let us jointly work out with interaction. You know, the world in the 21st century will be a knowledge-based society with multiple opportunities. I was studying a book The name of the book was Empires of the Mind, it will be in your library, Empires of the Mind, by Dennis Wakely. This book uh, gives what type of new world which we are facing now, what was yesterday and what is today. I I have modified certain points of the author to suit our conditions today's talk. I have also added a third line which is pertinent to the action required by the management institutions and the technical institutions. It specially says that what worked yesterday won't work today. What worked yesterday won't work today. Now it goes like that. There are 10 points. First one, yesterday natural resources defined power. As you know today It is not important, natural resources, but knowledge is power. Today's knowledge is power. Institution will be the powerhouse for knowledge. Like IIT may be a powerhouse for the knowledge. Second one, yesterday, hierarchy was the model. Today, today, synergy is the mandate. Institution will be enabler of intersection of the multiple faculties towards mission goals. Yesterday, third point, yesterday leaders commanded and controlled, they were commanders, leaders were commanders, technical, or administrative, or managerial, or uh, or industrial. Yesterday leaders commanded and controlled, today leaders empower and coach, they become coach and empower. That means potential leaders will be empowered through exposure of the needs of the sustainable development, that, that will be their tool. Fourth point, yesterday shareholders came first. Today customers come first. That means education to inculcate sensitivity to the user needs. Yesterday employees took order. Uh, Today teams make decisions. Institution can inject the team spirit. Yesterday seniority signifies status. Everything about seniority. Today, creativity drives status. Creativity, whoever creative, he takes over the organization and the nation. Creativity drives the status. Institution is the breeding environment for creativity. Yesterday, production determined the availability. Today, competitiveness is the key. Competitiveness powered by research, and the university, or like IIT, has to have the motto of teaching, research, teaching. Re- teaching, research, teaching. Best teaching comes out of a best research. Best research comes out of a best teaching. Now, yesterday, value was extra. Today, value is everything. Value-based education has to be introduced as a part of the curriculum, at least for one hour every week, even technical institutions. Yesterday, everyone was a competitor. Today, everyone is a customer. And yesterday, uh, during education, industrial and entrepreneurship, training is essential. Last point, yesterday, profits were earned through expediency. Today, work with integrity and succeeded with integrity. Now, friends, will you repeat with me what I'm saying? Will you repeat? Yes? I will. I will, I will work with integrity, work with integrity. and, and succeed, with integrity. succeed with integrity. Tough problem, isn't that? Is it not, not Arka do it? You'll do it? All of you will do it? Yes. Then you have to do a job for me. Okay. Today I'll give you one full day. My email is apj at the rate of abdul Okay, apj at the rate of, you know my email. Otherwise you go to my website www.abdulkalam.com. Now, you are going to give me uh, five areas, people according to you, one person you, living person, uh, who has worked with integrity, who is working with integrity and succeeding with integrity. First one, political leader, number one, okay? You have to locate a political leader. Number two, number two, a industrial chief, public sector or private sector, who has, who is working, uh, b- working with integrity and succeeding with integrity. Third person, a bureaucrat. The who has, according to you, the bureaucrat of the nation, he has worked with integrity and succeeded with integrity. The fourth person is a social scientist and so, social, uh, that is societal uh, change, change maker. And if you can identify one person, you can write these five guys, okay? Okay. Will you do it? How many of you will do it? All of you will do it? You won't. Otherwise I'll catch you if you don't do that. Now friends, I want to share with you how important one experience, because it happened in the same city long, long ago. You were not even idea form At that time it happened. I want to share with you. It's like this. 1954-57, I was studying in the Aeronautical Engineering at Madras Institute of Technology, Cropet. In the third year, I met a professor, Professor he's A. He is a, a Caltech man, aeronautical engineer, and he took classes for us. And uh, the first day itself, we were nine students, uh, different to areas like propulsion, aerodynamic structure, control and guidance, material, uh, all areas, uh, instrumentation. So he gave us a project, 6 months project. The project was a preliminary design of a low-level attack aircraft. We have to do it six months' time. The, all the nine of us jointly work, because the aircraft, you know, everything is there. So, low-level attack aircraft you have to design. So, we started designing, and those days, we didn't, you guys are now blessed with the computer. We didn't have computer, we used slide rules. And uh, then a drawing board, we since tried to, this computer was not there, we used the drawing board and slide rule, our tools, apart from library. So we are working hard, but we were not in a position to assemble all the database uh, so that we can realize a yeah, yeah, design in the drawing board and also yeah, a document of a design document. Fifth month came in, we are struggling, we are working hard, of course. And one day my teacher, Professor Sinovasan, Sunday, he was going for a tennis morning, he entered into my lab and saw, and all of us uh, trying to do something, but he saw and he saw me, he said, Kalam, you are so hopeless uh, status now. Uh, I, I am not happy with your performance of uh, a preliminary design of a low-level attack across your team. Since you are the leader, uh, you are not done a good job. Your scholarship will be terminated, if you don't do it uh, in a one month's time. So, he gave one month's time. So, he gave a very bad certificate on that day. He's a tough professor. I hope you don't have such tough professors. Uh, so... <laughs> so, he have... Uh, we worked hard, of course, our fellow I. it's my job to bring all of them together and we did, uh, we did our best and uh, yeah, shape, uh, some shape, we took the design, low level attack aircraft, some calculation we did, some report we prepared, third week, fourth week, almost, we are almost, we were ready uh, stage, then again my professor landed in our laboratory and saw, he was very happy and uh, You guys, I gave a tough uh, target, you have done. And he took us to his home, he gave a mattress coffee and uh, certificate, he gave us a good job, you guys have done. But what is important here is, it's not uh, uh, that project what we are doing, the number of people to Important is what I learned on that day, our team learned was, how to do a system design, how to do a system integration, how to do a system management? You know, when you are studying in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the class, and you are getting ready for your degree, you are doing, you are becoming a system designer, and system integrator, system manager, this experience. Tomorrow, when you go out of IIT Madras, wherever you go, they will not ask which branch you belong to. They will ask, can you make a product? That product will have multi-technologies. When I in 1957, when I finished my de- course, when I went a job, I, I was uh, appointed in those days senior scientific assistant and, uh, at the Ministry of Defense. First job Dr. Neilakantan gave me was you design a dot supersonic target aircraft and and, and a hovercraft. When I went to ISRO, uh, after say four years, first job, they they didn't ask me whether you're not aeronautic fellow, what fellow you are. They asked me, you design a payload uh, for the scientist to, to fly in the sounding rocket, and design a sounding rocket. So friends, you should uh, remember that market for you, when you go out on this campus, you must always think in terms of a system design, system integration, and uh, system management. Faculty also, I would like to request, see that your job project comes out between the number of students for a number of faculties. They join together. They do, probably you are all doing that. So friends, I hope you all have undergone such a environment of integrated learning process, particularly when you are entering into the knowledge society with the competitiveness as a key. Now, now, I'll be presenting what type of knowledge society the nation will be progressing by the year 2020. Another 10 years time, uh, you you would be working for uh, a, a nation, uh, either you would have become a by the 2020 developed nation, or some of you may be working for it. Now, I would like to give you 2020, how the India another 10 years time should look like. Number one, uh, number one, a nation where the rural and urban divide has reduced a thin line. Uh, here, communication people work, uh, electronic people work, and also system managers have to work. A nation where there is equitable distribution and adequate access to energy and quality water. Energy, it will be a um, energy independence. That is, you go away from the fossil fuel. And a nation where agriculture, industry, and service sector work together in symphony. A nation where education with value systems is not denied to any meritorious candidate because of societal or economic discrimination. A nation which is the best destination for the most talented scholars, as scientists and investors. A nation where the best of healthcare is available to all. A nation where the governance is responsive, transparent, and corruption-free. A nation where poverty has been totally eradicated, illiteracy removed, and crimes against women and children are absent, none in the society feels alienated. A nation that's prosperous, healthy, secure, devoid of terrorism, peaceful and happy, and continues with a sustainable growth path a nation that is one of the best places to live in and proud of its leadership. Now, the question is how to achieve it? To achieve the distinct profile of India, we have the mission of transforming India and developed nation. We have identified five areas where India has a core competence for integrated action. One is agriculture and food processing, education and healthcare, information communication technology a reliable and quality electric power surface transport infrastructure self-reliant critical technologies and leading to 10 percent gdp growth for next one decade now these five areas are closely interrelated and leading to leading to the economic economic security and national security dear friends when i see the engineers in front of me future, future technologists, researchers, I'm thinking, I'm thinking what sort of technologies that you'll be working with me, with us, what type of technology you'll be working with us in the future towards national development. Let me now talk on the convergence of technology. Since you have talked about technologies, you have studied now, but when you go out of this campus, and now you are going to have what is called convergence of technologies and even colleges will start teaching. The info, as you know, the information technology and communication technology have already converged, leading to information and communication technology, ICT. Now, information technology combined with biotechnology has led to the bioinformatics, as you know. Now, this nanotechnology has come in. It is the field of the future that will replace micro, according to me, that will replace the microelectronics and many fields with the tremendous application potential in the areas of medicine, electronics, and material science. When nanotechnology and ICT integrated silicon electronics, photonics are born, and it can be said that material convergence will thus will happen. With material convergence and biotechnology linked a new science called Intelligent bioscience will be born, which would lead to a disease free, happy, and more intelligent human habitat with the and high human capacities. Convergence of bio nano information technologies can lead to the development of nanorobots. Nanorobots, when they are injected into a patient, my expert friends say it will diagnose and deliver the treatment exclusively in the affected area and then the nanorobot gets digested as it is of DNA based products. I saw the product sample in one of the star laboratories in South Korea where best minds with multiple technology work with the target of finding out a bo- out of box solution. Now friends, now recently a new trend is emerging. The aspect we introduced is that of ecology. Globally the demand is shifting towards the development of a sustainable system which are technologically superior. This is the new dimension of the 21st century knowledge society. Thus the new age model would be not three-dimensional, it would be four-dimensional, that is bio-nano-info-eco-based, bio-nano-info-eco-based. Take example, a GM crop, a GM genetically modified crops i was reading in an article by dick Taverin titled freedom of research and eco fundamentalism yesterday only i read that the notion that the notion that gm crops will benefit only top corporate is mistaken according to the author he says that most of the development of gm is taking place in the lesser developed regions of the world moreover not only uh, not will be the word re- not only carefully researched GM crops benefit the impo- impo- impoverished, would also improve the environment as they reduce the need to use pesticide, thereby avoiding water pollution. Similarly, some of the GM crops brought the idea of no-till which would, uh, which would preserve the topsoil. They would use less energy, both directly as well as indirectly. India is the fourth largest cultivator of the GM crops in the world and has vast experience of GM cotton. But of course, for other things, that's the a tremendous opposition. Some well renowned papers show that the environmental impact of the crops in 2007 was equivalent of taking away that GM, the environmental impact of the GM crops in 2007. Was equivalent of taking taking four million cars off the road. This uh, I will I will be putting this uh, uh, lecture in my website www.mukulkalam.com. You can question, you can discuss. The next generation GM crops are hybrid crops would require further thrust on the converging ecology and science, where the crops would be able to grow in a salty soil region, salty soil region, and also heal the unproductive soil the need would be bring bio-needs for fulfilling specific nutritional requirements of the human beings. Thus, the next generation will research, well-researched and tested GM crop will not only lead to the second green revolution, but also herald the now-needed convergence of bio-info-nano ecosystems. An example I agree Certainly, each and every one of you Align your goals towards the distinctive profile of the nation by 2020 which which I have described as a 10 pillars will give the challenging environment for you to contribute by innovation and entrepreneurship. Now friends, in conclusion, I would like to say, what you will be remembered for, you are all young fellows 20, 2020, 20, around 20, 25, what you would be remembered for? You see, you see the top. As soon as we top, the bulb, immediately we remember a guy. Isn't that Same, you see the telephone, we remember. Say so you, you, you travel, in a, you see the blue sky and blue sea, we remember the Raman effect. So, the French history echoes to us. History echoes, hear me what I'm saying. History echoes us. Echoes to us, that those who have courage to imagine the impossible, are the few unique personalities who broke all the human limitation of thought and action. In every field of human efforts, whether science, technology, medicine, art, sports, industry, or even the development of politics, the names of the people who imagined the impossible are engraved timelessly in our human history. By breaking the limits of their imagination, they transform the world. Will you be joining in that? The question is How many of you be joining in that gang by breaking the limits of the imagination, they, are tra- they are transform the world? Now, I started today's lecture with the thought of unique you. What will drive towards your own unique you? It's a a mantra, what I will be remembered for, what I will be remembered for. The tool for unique you, uh, the answer is, and you have to ask a question, what I will be remembered for. If you give a question within one page, answer, that may need to in a few years time the unique you. What I will be remembered for. I would like to ask you, what you would like to be remembered for. You have to evolve yourself and shape your life, you should write it on a page. That page, what I will be remembered for, write it on a page. You should write it on a page. That page may be a very important page in the book of human history. And you will be remembered for creating that one page in the history of the nation. Now I will give some examples. Will you be remembered? I am asking young fellows. Will he be remembered for creating one of the top Fortune 500 companies which would deal with the issues of the impoverished population of the world and improve their living standards? Will he be remembered for bringing affordable quality water to about 1 billion people in the world who do not have access to clean drinking water? Will he be remembered for becoming the pioneer in (coughs) in developing the smart waterways and river connectivity, connectivities. Will he be remembered for revitalizing or revolutionizing the integrated primary health care center and bringing preventive health care in underdeveloped region of Africa and where each year 300 to 500 million cases of malaria affect human life. Will he be remembered for doubling the food production of the world? Will he be remembered as a great researcher in sustained development system of Pura that we are providing urban amenities in the rural area? Will he be remembered for bringing energy independent for different countries? That is, going away fossil fuel, go to solar, nuclear, uh, bio and wind power. Will he be remembered for the action-oriented clean hope, clean environment, clean state, clean nation and clean world? Will you be a pioneer? Will you be? Will you start a pioneer movement of conserving the energy and the environment? Will he be remembered for developing one million enlightened youth for transforming the world into a peaceful world? Like Swami Vivekananda suggested, you give me hundred guys, I will change the world. I will be happy, friends, if you could write this page, one page today, tonight, and and mail to me apj at the rate of abdulkalam.com, and definitely, I will start discussing. I'll start discussing with you and, uh, and uh, I'll correspond with you and send you some books for the study. So, my greeting, best wish to all of you for the five, five future endeavors. May God bless you. May God bless you to be the unique you. Unique you. Okay? Wish you all the best. I have some books for IIT, IIT Madras library, if uh, one of you come, faculty member or doctor on come, I want to hand over a book, set of books, sir. I have got a set of books to give to your library, so the students will read. Alam has time for exactly three questions. If you put up your hand, there will be a mic that will be brought to you. Oh, three what? questions. First, uh, because I have uh, another two programs. <laughs> Next time, exclusively, I come to IIT Madras. Yes. yes, lady?
0: Uh, my question is somewhere related to food security. Because recently I visited my native place, Bhuvneshwar, where I saw that most of the farming areas, farmlands, had been converted and had to bear the concrete buildings or the concrete trees that we call nowadays. So if everything continues to go on like that and all the crop lands are converted into houses, what do you think that will when our country is developed, would we be surviving on tablets rather than food? Where would food come from?
3: Well, <laughs> see, my my feeling is, eh? See, my I saw today one place, one institution. They call it green environment because they used to fly fly ash, bricks for building the houses. So it is purely some of the architects who come out from here. They have to design even, even the low-cost houses uh, with green uh, nature, is amenable to nature. Uh, I believe that uh, I have started a mission, a billion people, uh, billion trees, that each one uh, will you take a... will you take a vote if you don't mind? I will... I will... plant... five trees... and nurture. Will you do it, really? Uh, do it? Okay, thank you. Okay, next question. Uh
2: good Sir, so, I'm Pete from KB.
3: Where are you? I'm here. Uh, ah, okay. Ah. So my question is also related to food security. There are, some, there are some parts
4: of India, like Punjab, where food grains are being produced in excess, and they are rotting in the open. And there are some parts in India, such as Pradesh where around 40% of the children are um, sleeping without any food in their bellies. So this, uh, this is a major problem in this
3: nation. If food could be provided, there's enough food to be provided to these people, but it is not being provided. See, that by 2020, uh, today, we produce about 230 million tons of food. Out of that, 10 to 20 percent of food is not properly stored. So, so, big efforts have to be mounted, being mounted on storage, uh, augmentation of storages. By 2020, we need nearly 380 million tonnes of food. With lesser land from 170 million hectares, we'll have only 100 million hectares. Uh, then water will be less, and the farmers will be less. That means if we have to double, nearly double the food, we have to have, the technology is the only tool, um, multi, multi-cropping and seed seeds, uh, high-yield high variety seeds, And also we have to go for some area the GM crops. Okay friends? Okay. Sir. Uh, Hello sir. My name is Shubhra. My question is
4: sir, uh, you asked, asked us to write a page. And um, what would we be even good for? So sir, if I put the same question to you, like, you know that you would like to inspire people in my but I
3: still want to hear it from you. Like, if you had to write a page about what you would be even good for? Now, now what I will be, yeah? What I will write now. I will write, I I will la- I will write that in that page. I have to remember as a guy who wanted to see smiles of billion people. Okay, friends. Now, it doesn't mean I have refused to uh, uh, answer question. You send a question to me at at the rate of 48 hours you will get reply, okay? Now, your problem.
0: as a token of our love and affection i request dr. our director professor ms anand to present dr apj abdul kalam with a memento for a very captivating and an enlightening speech. To quote your words, you, cannot, you have to dream before your dreams can come true. We did dream to have you here amidst us and to listen to your inspiring words. Today, that long cherished dream of ours has been fulfilled. We promise we will indeed work with integrity and succeed with integrity. As we reach at the end of today's lecture, may I now request Mr. Vishwanath of the Vivekananda Study Circle to deliver the word of
4: thanks. Dear friends, on behalf of Vivekananda Study Circle, Extramural Lecture Team, Centre for Innovation and Indo-German Centre for Sustainability, we wholeheartedly thank Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam for agreeing to come to IIT Madras and speak us on the topic creativity and youth power, indeed one cannot think a better name to speak on this important subject. And needless to say, it has been a once in a lifetime experience for all of us. We are grateful to you, sir, for this thought-provoking lecture and for your valuable and inspiring thoughts on how the youth power can be channeled and manifested for national development. We shall always remember the pledge we are given to plant at least 5 trees and to uh, work and succeed with integrity and give it a priority to follow it. We also would like to thank the IIT Madras authorities, particularly the Engineering Unit, Dean Student's Office, CCE, Security Section and everyone who have been instrumental in organizing the lecture. Our thanks to the audience for making this afternoon a memorable one.
0: Thank you, Vishwanath. I request you all to rise for the national anthem.
1: Please sing along with us. Bharat <speaking in the language> पंजाब सिंध गुजरात मराठा जावड़ उत्कल गंगा विंध हिमालचल यमुना गंगा उचल जलद तरंगा तब सुहुना में जागे तब सुहु आशीष मांगे गाहे तब जय गाथा Shed mangal and a